Good morning, everyone. You know, today's gospel is spoken by our Lord within the context of preparing his 12 apostles for the persecutions that they would encounter. You know, prior to this passage, Jesus said, But beware of people. For they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake as a witness before them and the pagans. You know, Jesus, he told them much more about the persecutions that were to come. He didn't hide it from them. He he prepared them for it. And those are definitely um, hard and scary things for the apostles to hear. But Jesus gives them a certain hope and encouragement in today's gospel. Now, first of all, uh, Jesus directly addresses one of the effects that many people suffer when they encounter some form of persecution, and that is fear. Fear no one, Jesus says. You know, fear can consume a person when they lack faith and God's care for them, allowing anxiety and and worry to take hold. Do not be afraid. I mean, how good it is for someone who is worried to hear those words from Jesus today. Jesus knows that we need to hear those words. Do not be afraid. Jesus, who was fully human as well as divine, he knew that some of us need to be reminded again and again not to worry. So many times the, the Gospels, in the Gospels, we hear Jesus asking us not to worry. And listen again to the three times he does that in today's Gospel. He says, he says do not worry about the future of the kingdom of God because even if the kingdom is hidden and difficult to see now, it will be revealed. Secondly, do not worry about those who who would make you martyrs. Because even if they kill your body, they cannot kill your soul. And thirdly, do not worry about suffering when acknowledging Jesus before others. Because therefore, he will acknowledge you before the Heavenly Father. And Jesus is also very aware of the fact that fear can become overwhelming. You know, this is especially the case when we must endure any form of severe persecution or trial. So therefore, he speaks a consoling line to the twelve to help them have hope. Today he says, nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What does he mean by that? Well, this is a reference to the end of time when Jesus returns to earth for the final judgment. And at that time, every deceitful attack that people have endured will come to full light for all to see. Also, every virtue, every good work, including every hidden virtue, will also come to light. In the end, truth will reign, and all will be judged by God's truth. 
This should be very consoling to those who have suffered injustice in life. And it's, it's so comforting to know that the all-powerful God of the universe knows everything about our lives and is deeply concerned about every single detail. He knows us infinitely better than we know ourselves. And he loves each one of us more deeply than we could ever love ourselves. And these facts, my friends, should give us peace, much peace. Just, just contemplate the truth contained in today's gospel. You know, God even knows how many hairs we have in our head. You know, this is stated as a way of emphasizing the depth of intimacy by which God knows us. When we can come to the realization of the Father's perfect knowledge of us and his perfect love of us, we will then be in a position to put our complete trust in him. Trust in God is only possible when we understand who we are trusting. And when we do begin to understand who God more completely is and how much he cares about every detail of our lives, then we will more easily entrust to him those details, allowing him to take control of it all. And I think today's gospel invites us to reflect upon these basic truths of God's perfect knowledge of us and his perfect love. You know, let's sit with those truths and, and ponder them. And as you do, allow them to become the basis of an invitation from God to let go of your own control of life in favor of his control. And try to make a, an act of total surrender to him. And you will begin to discover the freedom that comes with this surrender. For me, it happened so profoundly in my life, pretty much exactly 10 years ago, when I decided to become a priest. I finally believed God's call and invitation to me was real. And I entered a seminary in 2013. Did I have fear? Yeah, absolutely. Was I really going to do this? Was I really going to leave my life of material comfort, possessions, and good money? To live an unknown life of evangelical poverty and going wherever God wills me to go? Was I going to do that? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I did. He... He gave me the grace to trust him, to surrender to him, and to have no fear. And I have never regretted it since. And never in a million years would I have thought that my path in life would lead, uh, would lead me to be the pastor of St. Mary's Church in Aspen, <laughs> this farm kid from North Dakota. But yet that's where God brought me nearly four years ago to be the shepherd of this beautiful community of faith here in Aspen that I'm so grateful for. Did I have fear when I was, when the bishop told me I was coming here? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I had, I had three weeks notice and only five days of 
of orientation with Father Hilton. <laughs> and then just the, and then here's the keys, take over. Only been a priest for a year and a half. And then the, the world was turned upside down and it, and it shut down a couple months later with COVID. But I, uh, I never lost trust in God. I surrendered over and over. And he took away the fear. He assured me it's going to be all right. He's in control. It's his church. <laughs> but now, my friends, my path is, is taking another turn, a big turn north. This is my last weekend here. This is my last Sunday Mass at St. Mary. On Thursday morning, this coming Thursday morning, I'm leaving early, I'm hitting the road, and I'm moving back to my home state of North Dakota. I will be in a town uh, called Grand Forks. I'm ministering at a parish named St. Michael Catholic Church. I'm moving home so I can be near my elderly father and, and help take care of him until the end of his life. And I will also have the opportunity to be close to many other immediate and extended family members back in my home state. I'm excited to move home, but I'm leaving here with a very, very heavy heart. And it's really starting to hit me this week. I'm gonna miss you all so very much. You know, Jesus, he said once, um, for I was a stranger and you welcomed me. You know, these words of Christ in their context capture in a beautiful and profound way how you received me into your parish, into your community, your families and your homes. You had no say in my coming to your parish but you spoke graciously and generously with how you welcomed me as one of your own. In these past four years, we have gone through so much as a community of faith and we did it together as the one body of Christ. Words cannot express how grateful I am for all of your love, support, and, and even the challenges of these past four years. Through you and with you, I have grown in my vocation as a priest and my relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for that. Your new pastor is Father Joe Grady, and he is a wonderful priest, and I know you are going to love him. But here's the thing, brothers and sisters, you must love him. Jesus commands us to love everybody. And I ask you to especially love Father Joe because he will need your love and support because he will be your shepherd and he is gonna love you with all of his heart. You know, my sole focus the past two months, you know, when I announced this back in April, my sole focus has been to, to set things up for Father Joe for success here. 
And that should be your desire too. You know, he's been a priest for six and a half years, but this is his first assignment as a pastor. He's, he is ready to be a pastor. I truly believe that. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for him. The first six months are very important. They're the hardest months. So be there for him. Show your love for him. Offer him your help and support in the parish in whatever way you can. A parish needs everyone to give their support and sacrifice to truly flourish and grow and build up the kingdom of God. So I beg you, resolve to make that happen, my friends. And I promise you, your reward will be great in heaven. So this is a this is the end of my um, my farewell homily. Um, I love you all so very much, and I will miss you. I will miss you all so dearly. I hope to come back again for some snowboarding trips in the future and see you again. <laughs> I can uh, celebrate the masses and let Father Joe take a take a vacation. <laughs> but I just want you to you to know that you will. You all will always have a special place in my heart wherever God leads me the rest of my life. And I will, of course, continue to pray for you. And I ask you to please pray for me and my father as well. So thank you all so very much. And God bless you.